unto God that giveth us victory. Thanks be unto God that allows us to triumph. Thanks be unto God who gives us increase. Thanks be unto God who gives us life, health, and strength. For he alone is worthy of the glory. He alone is worthy of the praise. He alone is worthy of exaltation. Let's clap our hands and love him. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Clap your hands, O ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. For truly the Lord is in this place. Truly the power of God is in this place. Truly the love of God is in this place. Truly the joy of the Lord is in this place. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. How many know that the joy of the Lord would change your whole attitude? It would change your whole perspective. It will change your whole vantage point. And so tonight, we thank you, Father God, for this moment. We thank you, Father God, for this space. We thank you, Lord God, that we can come into this place with an expectation and with the spirit of expectation, with our hands lifted now and our hearts filled with praise. We thank you, Lord, for the move of the Holy Spirit as we move from the resurrection into the season of Pentecost. We thank you, Lord God, for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for a deliverance that shall occur on tonight. We thank you for a greater level of glory that shall occur on these next several moments. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you're allowing us to push past everything that we felt in our human body, everything that we're dealing with mentally, emotionally. I praise you now, Lord God, that you would allow us to lift our hands in spite of our circumstances, in spite of our situation, in spite of what we're living with and dealing with at the moment. Father, you're still worthy of the praise. You are still worthy of the glory. You are still worthy of exaltation. How excellent is your name in all the earth. Hallelujah. And so we take this moment to reference you. We take this moment to usher in the Spirit of God. We take this moment to say yes, Lord, to whatever it is you want us to do, whatever it is you want us to say. We, hallelujah, we give way to your divine spirit in this moment, in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. I pray that everyone that's zoomed in, linked in, logged in, would receive a touch from you, would receive a rainbow word from you, would receive an understanding and a, a bit of clarity from you concerning their purpose, concerning their direction, concerning, Lord God, the next few days, concerning the next few weeks, the next few, mo the next few months of their life. I thank you, Lord God, that you give seed to the sower. I thank you, Lord God, that we would sow seeds of joy in somebody's life, that we would send somebody an encouraging text in this moment, in the name of Jesus, an encouraging phone call. I was just thinking about you. I was just praying for me, praying for you. You just came up in my spirit. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you are allowing your spirit to move freely, unabatedly, unashamedly in this place. I thank you, Lord God, that we are just channels, that we are just satellite dishes of what you have planned in the heavenly realms. Lord God, use us tonight to usher in your spirit. Use us tonight to usher in revelation. Use us tonight to usher in power. Use us tonight to usher in glory. Use us tonight to usher in healing. Use us tonight to usher in what you would have us to usher in in Jesus' name with hands clapping all over this room. As hands are clapping all over this room, I feel the fire burning. I feel the Spirit speaking. I feel the Lord moving in this place. He's walking down your aisle. He's walking down your row. Whatever it is you need from God, begin to declare it right now. Whatever it is you need from God, declare it right now. Lord, I need a word. 
Lord, I need a touch. Lord, I need healing. Lord, I need deliverance. Lord, I need joy. Lord, I need hallelujah. Something special to happen in my life. While the hands are clapping, while the hands are clapping, and the saints are shouting hallelujah, the saints are shouting hallelujah, the saints are shouting glory to God. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, turn on their wicked ways, seek my face, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I'll heal the land. Somebody shout, heal the land, heal the land, heal the land, oh, heal the land, heal the land, heal the land. Yes, come on, come on, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost for the next 60 seconds. Make utterance out of the Spirit of God for the next 60 seconds because God knows what you need to be praying for. I'm, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I'm tired of self-pity. I'm tired of depression. I'm tired of stress. I'm tired of dysfunctionality. You've got to go. You've got to go now. Be canceled. We serve eviction notices. We serve walking papers. You've got to leave my life. You have no place in my life. You have no place in my family. Oh! Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. Oh! God, release your presence. Release your glory. Release your glory. Release your fire. Somebody shout fire. Somebody shout fire. Jeremiah says, it was just like fire set up in my bones. Oh God, release a fire. Oh God, release a word. Oh God, release answers to questions. Oh God, release an understanding. Oh God. Come on, come on. I don't care where you are. You can be here or you can be at home. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Save us again. Hear us again. Deliver us again. Oh! Touch our pastor, Lord Jesus. Touch every aspect of ministry, Lord God. Bless the praise and worship. Bless the youth ministry. Have your way in every area of this church. From the top to the bottom. From the back to the front. From the left to the right. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done. It's done, it's done. Right before our praise and worship comes, I want to go before you with the scripture. Psalm 149, it says, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. And his praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises unto him. 
with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Second scripture very quickly. Proverbs 25. If you're following along with us in the scriptures. Proverbs 25. These also are the Proverbs of the Solomon of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, has copied. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Search out the matter, as the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of the king is unsearchable. Take away the dross from the silver, and it will go to the silversmith with for jewelry. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. And verse 6 says, Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great. For it is better that you say to you, Come up here, than you should be put lower in the presence of the prince whom your eyes have seen. Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret with another, lest he who hears and expose your shame and your reputation be ruined. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold. One more time. A word fitly spoken. Somebody say, I need a word. I need a word. I need a word. Is like apples of gold in settings of silver. May the Lord add a blessing for reading and hearing his word. At this time, let's go further in the, the service with praise and worship. Let's go. Praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah.
it up.
yeah, I'm, I'm about to leave that one alone. Anybody got some shoe issues? Uh, yeah, anybody got, uh, it may, the carryout may not be your thing, but when you see them shoes on sale, that might be your thing. If, if it ain't shoes, I, I, I guarantee I could spend about an hour up here, Pastor Lou, just going down a list, and I guarantee I'm going to hit somebody's house at some point in time. It could be shoes, it can be clothes, it can hair, amen. Yeah, 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 we, we, we know that it's yours, but we know how much the investment was, amen. <laughs> we know that the, the smell goods, the cologne, whatever it may be, we can learn how to save some money in some places. I'm not telling you that you can't go out and get it, but, but we can learn how to save some money, amen. Uh, even when it comes to how much money we spend on our children. Oh, yeah, somebody missed that right there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, how much money we spend on our kids. Uh, yeah, we, we really evaluated some things. Um, I know kids don't like to hear no. And, and we don't like to say no a lot of times, but, but there are some places we can save some money at. Amen. Also, we're getting ready to also put together a health and wellness seminar. Amen. Um, health and wellness. It, it's not just about finances. We're talking about your health. Um, a lot of us, if we put the salt down, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of us, if we put down some red meat, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a lot of us, if we put down... The pasta. Oh, look, 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 look. Y'all gonna get mad at me in a second. <laughs> if we put down the cake and the pudding, yeah, I know it's about to be. I, I know it's about to be summertime, and and, and, and you like passing on. I know it's about to be some cookouts. I, I know at the end of next month is the beginning of the summer cookout tour. Anybody ever been on a tour where you started somewhere at, yeah, you, you make it around at everybody's house? Yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know cookout tour time is about to start, so I, I, I understand. But we're we going to uh, try to manage some stuff out. Amen? Amen. So those are our announcements for today. We're going to move into another part of our service where everybody can participate. If Right now, if you look on our screens right now, Pastor has been working very diligently. Go to the next screen, the, 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 uh, the, the white white one that shows about giving. Amen. Pastor has been working very diligently. It may be at the bottom or it should be right in order with everything. Amen. And, and it's coming. It's coming. But we have, uh, I, I want y'all to see this because I want us to begin. Amen. Let's get a hand flat for our new, our new signage. I, I get so excited about these things when I'm creating them. Amen. But it says this and it says the uh, church was created to meet the spiritual needs of his congregation, but Jesus also tells us to look out for those that are less fortunate. Matthew 25, 35 through 40 says this, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in, naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink and when did we see you a stranger and invited you in or naked and clothed you when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you and the king will answer and say to them truly I say to you to the extent that you did it to, to one of these brethren of mine even the least of them you 
did it to me. The offering is not about what it's not about the church, but it is about the work that the church can do in the community. Amen. We know I know we talk constantly talk about it's us giving back to God, but in giving back to God, it allows the church to be able to reach the community. Amen. Everybody wants to go to, and I'm not putting them on spot, but the First Baptist Church of Glen Ardens, where they have so many resources and they can do so many things for the community. And the small church is the church that's bypassed and looked aside, and you always wonder why the small church isn't doing anything. Well, the church can't do anything without resources. Amen. You can't pay your bills without a job. Amen. And the church cannot feed the community without resources from its partners, its friends, its family. And so we simply ask that you just sow into the ministry. You're sowing into fertile ground. When you see us and we're out feeding the homeless or when you see us out and we're praying in the community. Last summer, in the midst of a pandemic, we did a voter out, we did a voter registration. In the midst of the pandemic, at the beginning part, we were doing donuts with the community, giving donuts and prayer. These things cost resources, amen? So right now on the screen, you see ways that you can sow here at LCCI. Uh, you can sow by Cash App at Liberty Church MD. You can also do our text giving by texting the number GIVE to 855 478-5533 or even online or through our church app. If you so online, you can go to lccimd.org and backslash give and you can give that way. Uh, the text to giving is amazing because some people don't like Cash App, amen? Uh, I, I've heard the horror stories about Cash App, but there are ways that you can give and you don't have to get about your seat, amen? You can be at home right now and give and, and we would love for you give. Amen. So please govern yourselves accordingly. Let's pray over the offering real quick. Even if you have cash and you're in the house and you want to give cash, we'll collect it at the end of service. Amen. So bow your heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this time, God. We thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. We ask God right now that you reach the heart of the giver right now in the name of Jesus and those that want to give, God. We ask, God, that you please bless the offering that they're sowing right now, God, so that they can be blessed with 100, 200, 300-fold return on their investment, God. We're not doing it just because, God, but we're doing it and sowing into the kingdom of God. So, God, we thank you in advance for all that you do, for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. We're going to have one more song by the worship team, and then we're going to, we're going to hop up get into some words. So please prepare your hearts and mind. Get your Bible. Get your notepad. I'm going to teach today. Amen. 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 Just want to give this song an encouragement. It's always an uplift for me. So I pray that y'all will be uplifted. This life has some trials, and I felt like giving, giving up, didn't know where to turn, oh, my home was gone, I must live, I cannot die. Sacrifice 
renewal, we're springing forward. A season of understanding you more. A season, God, that you are continuously planning us to grow. A season that you're revealing us to, to us the mysteries of your word. Now, God, as this your humble servant, this your broken vessel, this your Your servant at the hour prepares to deliver what thus saith the Lord. I ask God right now that you break me down, that you place me on the potter's wheel and build me back up in your image and in your likeness. God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. Hide me right now behind your cross so your people will see none of me, but they will hear, see, and receive all of me. Let this word be followed by signs, miracles, and wonders in the lives of your people. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Turn your heads to the monitors and watch this short video. Amen. I'm friends with the monster, the son of my bed. Get along with the voices inside of my head. You're trying to save me, stop holding your breath. And you think I'm crazy. Monster in Me, Monster in Me is this brand new series that I want to I, I wanna dive into over the next couple of weeks. And, and it really deals with this little person, this little thing that's on the inside of all of us. I guarantee that if I talk to each and every last one of you, that at some point of your week this week, there was an opportunity for you to be angry. Amen. That there was some point this week that you you had a thought in your mind and you were like, where did this thought come from? Where, where, I, I, my day has been going good. Somebody might have called you. Somebody might have texted you. Somebody might have said something to you. And on the inside of you, there was this little thing that began to flare up and grow big. It, 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 and so often, so many times, do we live with this thing on the inside of us and never really deal with it. We manage it and until the extent of it exploding, amen? We manage it until it gets to the point where we can't control it. Anybody ever been in a place where they can't control their emotions, their feelings, what they say out of their mouth? We know the Bible declares that life and death lies in the power of the tongue. It has the power to build you up as well as the power to tear somebody down, amen? And we know that this, this, this part of our life comes from this little thing 
on the inside of us. Well, well, what do we do about it, uh, Pastor Lewis? What, what do we do about it when we go through these situations? I, I guarantee that somebody on their way to church might have had some road rage. Yeah, yeah. Somebody might have had a conversation and a text message where it did not go according the way that you thought it would go. Well, what does God say about that? How do we deal with the monster in me? I dare you turn somebody to say he's going to talk to that little thing on the inside of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you open up your Bibles real quick to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And we're going to look real quick. That's not the first scripture that's up there. But Ephesians, the fourth chapter, looking at, hold on, hold on. I'm about to bring it up. Amen. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, looking at the 31st and the 32nd verse, the 31st and the 32nd verse. We we got a couple foundational texts that I'm going to deal with over this series. The first one is this, the 31st chapter, the 31st verse says this. Matter of fact, lift up your Bible cell phones and repeat after me real quick. Let's make our Bible declaration. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose. God's plan and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're online, please make sure that you share this with somebody. I think somebody at the end of today and after these, into each one of these things over the next four weeks, somebody going to get set free. Amen. I, I believe it. Looking at the 31st verse, it simply says this, let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, somebody say anger, clamor, and evil speaking be what? Put away from you with all malice. And verse number 32 says this, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted. Forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Jump over to Matthew 10 real quick. Jump over to Matthew 10 because this is really our foundational text, and and, and this will be up on the screen. Matthew 10, looking at the first verse, the first and second verse, and it says this. Amen, amen. It says, and when he called, just looking at verse number one, and when he called the 12 disciples to him, he gave them what? Power. To overcome unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. So in essence, Monster in Me is a deliverance message. We are going to deal with unclean spirits. Now the definition of unclean spirits results down into demons. If you, if you research this thing out, the Bible says that he gave his disciples power to cast them out. I need you to realize this, that it's not just about casting them out of others, but the first participant has to be who? Us. So if he gave us power to cast out demons, that means we do not have to live in the bondage of these demons in our life. Amen? These generational curses that we've dealt with, these things that have been passed down such as familiar spirits that have attached themselves to you and you 
you've grown up and you've moved through your life allowing it to be put suppressed until it's affected. Amen? See, the, 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 the spirit that we're going to deal with today is the spirit of anger. Somebody say anger. Anger, anger, anger. That, 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 that little thing that doesn't bother anybody until you're provoked. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to switch to the headset mic. I mean, to the handheld mic. Amen. That, that, that little demon that deals with, that, that, that constantly rears his head up when you're emotionally hurt, when you're physically hurt, when you're mentally hurt, and even for when you're spiritually hurt. That, that spirit of anger that, that, that nobody wants to really deal with because we give the excuse, oh, that's just me. That, that's just how I am. You should not have crossed me. You should not have said anything to me. Well, there are st uh, stories in the Bible that I want to look at on today. There are two stories that's going to help us get set free, Pastor Lewis. It's going to help us get delivered. It's going to help us overcome this spirit of anger, this, this monster in me called anger. May maybe I'm the only one who has ever had to take that little class called anger management. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to manage my anger. I want to overcome and have authority over my anger. See, see, to manage it means that it has some kind of authoritative place in my life. Amen. But but I want to make sure that I'm the one through the grace of God, through the power of God, through the anointing of God that has authority over my anger. Why? Because any can anybody say that their anger brought them success? Can anybody say that their anger put more money in their pocket? Can anybody say that a relationship, a fruitful and good relationship, was built on their anger? Yeah, but I can tell you about some destructive things that have happened because of our anger. Have relationships been lost because of anger and an angry moment? Yeah, we see people in jail because of an angry outburst. We see, Jesus, we see a, a, a man named George Floyd who died because somebody had anger issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We see a little girl that was, that, that was 15 years old. We see people in, we watch the news constantly, daily, and see anger outbursts that result in somebody losing a life, somebody spending the rest of their life in jail, somebody's family destroyed, somebody's system has been shifted or environment has been shifted upside down. But yet and still, when we deal with deliverance, we can talk about deliverance from homosexuality. We can talk about deliverance for our finances. We can talk about deliverance for all these other things. But when do we deal with the deliverance from my anger? If you open up your Bibles real quick, uh, go to that next screen for me. If you open up your Bibles real quick, and, 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 and we're going to look at this because I need you to see this story. If you open up your Bibles to... If you open up your Bibles to the book of Samuel, the book of Samuel, yes, it, it's, 
that's that first screen. Go ahead. What is it? Second Samuel, the ninth chapter, looking at the first through the eleventh verse. It's on the screens right now. And it says this. Now David said, is there still, actually that's the wrong one. Go to this second set of scriptures. Amen. It should be second Samuel. Uh, did I mess that up when I put it in there? Amen. It should be second Samuel. Amen. Just just scroll through that real quick. Just just go to the, the one right after the eleventh verse. Amen. Amen. It's coming. After the eleventh verse. Amen. Then you probably went down too far. It should be all the way at the top. Amen. Amen. I need to make sure we get this. Amen. Second Samuel the thirteenth, the thirteenth chapter, looking at the twentieth through the twenty-ninth verse. Excuse me, Lord. Amen. Amen. And it says this. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very angry. Go to the next one. And Absalom spoke to his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. And it came to pass that after two full years that Absalom had, shepherd, that had sheep shears in Baal Hazor, which is near Ephraim. So Absalom invited the king's sons. Matter of fact, I'm going to open up my Bible to that so I can read it straight through. Amen. But this is the story, 2 Kings 13th chapter. Amen. The second Samuel. Amen. 13th chapter, looking at the 20th through the 29th verse. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to read that. I'm going to start that over real quick. And Absalom, her brother, said to her, uh, said to her, has Amnon, your brother, been with you? But now hold your peace, my sister. He said, is your brother, uh, he is your brother. Do not take this thing to heart. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very angry. And Absalom spoke to his brother, Amnon, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister, because he had forced his sister Tamar. Verse number 23, and it came to pass that after two full years that Absalom had sheep shears in Baal Hazor, which is near Ephraim. So Absalom invited all the king's son. Then Absalom came to the king and said kindly, note, your servants have sheep shears. Please let the king and his servants go with your servant. But the king said to Absalom, no, my son, let us not all go now, lest we be a burden to you. Then he urged him. But he would not go, and he blessed him. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. And the king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him, so he let Amnon and all the king's son go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Get this, watch now when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when he says to you, Strike Amnon, then kill him. 
do not be afraid. Have I not commanded you to do so? Uh, do so. Be courageous and diligent. What I really want to talk to you real quick about is this simple thing about anger. See, we, we find a story in the Bible that is ridiculous to even think about it. We, we find Amnon and Absalom and Tabar in a place where I can't even call it an entanglement. We find a brother who decided that his sister looked so good that he had to sleep with her, which was disgusting in the first place. Amen? Even though his sister was not of his same mother, it was of the same father. And he decided he was going to sleep with his, with his sister. And she held it in secret, Pastor Lewis, until her brother discovered what was going on. And when he discovered what was going on, he had what in his heart? Anger and hatred. And he did not go to his brother. He, he, the Bible says that he didn't either say a good or a bad word to him. I don't know if I could have done that, Pastor Lewis. I don't know if somebody had some, done something so detestable if I could have truly just sat there and plotted. But how many people know that when you're angry at something, often it happens the same way. We will sit there and not deal with the anger and we'll allow it to fester in our life. We'll allow it to build up. We'll allow it to cause us to come up with all types of plans and things that we can do to get back at somebody. Do I have anybody here that can testify that I haven't always done the right thing when I'm angry? I've thought about, I've plotted about, I've keyed some cars, ladies. Uh, yeah, I've, I've done some things that I should not have done. I've cut up some clothes. I've left some nasty messages. I've showed up at some jobs. Maybe I'm dealing with the wrong church this evening. I've, I've showed up at some jobs. I've, I've put on the, the Vaseline on my face. I've, I've put on my tennis shoes and, and I've gotten my car and I've ended up in some places I knew I had no business being. This is where we find Ab Abnon at, at this moment. Because of Absalom's discretions and what he did to his sister, which, which I really don't blame him, but I will say that he developed this plan in his life. That, that's where I want us to deal with on this evening, this afternoon, with these three points. Can you pull up that first set of three points? Because I believe it sits in there. Because get this, with Absalom, here with, Abs um, with, with, with Absalom and Amnon, Amnon's first thing that he did was what with this? Go to that first, go to that next slide. Amen. It leads to harbored hurts. See, this spirit of anger will, lead, will cause us to harbor hurt on the inside of us. And one of the biggest things that the enemy knows is that the longer we hurt, the more we're willing to do whatever to hurt somebody else. Yeah, the longer we allow hurt to fester on us, Minister Reggie, the longer it'll cause us to sit there and plot on somebody else. But when we're harboring hurt, we got to realize that we're putting the key in the cell that's getting ready to lock us in there ourselves. Why? Because harbor hurt does what? Uh, go to the next slide for me. The harbor hurt that we do, it then produces insidious intentions. Insidious. That, that means the wrong thought. 
the wrong mindset. My, my mindset ain't planning on going over to the person that hurt me and say, let's pray. <laughs> my, my mindset is not one that says, let's reason together to find a good resolve. No, because I've been harboring hurt in my life, my whole mindset is, what do I have to do to get back at you? I, I, I dare somebody really admit in their life that, that they've gone through some childhood issues, some, some bullying issues where your insidious intentions means that when I get big. I'm going to the gym. When I get big and bad and I swell up, I'm going back to see that person that used to pull my hair. I'm going back to see that person that used to snatch my candy. I'm going back to deal with that person who used to take my lunch money. Who am I talking to right now? There are some people that you have come across in your life that have caused you to harbor hurt even on your job. Your, your closest friend that stole that promotion from you that 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 person in your house that that did you wrong that cheated on you who who am I dealing with that person in your family that's stolen from you that person yeah in the black community I'm about to deal with something that uncle that's done slept with his niece and 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 that uncle that's been touching generation who am I talking to right now that uncle that everybody's been hiding for so long that has that wandering eye problem in your family. You have been harboring her because you haven't been able to tell anybody what you dealt with. The anger from the abuse, the anger from the mistreatment. Who, who am I dealing with right now that is caused to harbor her, but that harbored her leads to insidious intentions. I told you I came to teach this thing, but I'm, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right but, but there's, a, there's not only the insidious intentions that it does, but it also does this. Because those intentions produce deadly deeds. When we're dealing with the racial climate right now, we're dealing with the insidious intentions of someone who does not like us because the way we look. We're dealing with police brutality because they've been trained to harbor hate towards us as a people. But yet and still, when we, when we fight back, Pastor, we, we look like animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we fight back, when we, when we, when we deal with the harbored hurt on the inside, it, I, I can speak for myself. I don't know about you. Has anybody in here been through a racial situation where you have harbored hurt from that situation? That that person that looked at you and called you the N-word, that, that person that talked all about you because they automatically believed that you came from poverty, that, that person that talked about you automatically because you didn't come from the right cloth that they came from. That person going through the divorce where somebody keeps telling you that you're good for nothing. That person that's been through on both sides of the fence that's dealing with harbored hurt on the inside. Somebody say, I got to deal with it. 
because Harvard hurts who cause in cities and tensions which cause deadly deeds. We see Absalom, he was, I mean, Abnon was hurt by what his sister went through. And the only thing he could think about how can I kill my brother? Too often, our retaliation causes death to one another. Our retaliation with somebody that looks like us is to inflict more there is a cycle of hurt that we go through, Pastor Lewis. There's a cycle of anger that we do. We, we, we get angry, then we, well, we get hurt, that causes anger. Anger causes retaliation. Retaliation causes for the next person more hurt. More hurt causes more anger. More anger causes, is somebody catching what I'm saying? The anger from the next person causes more retaliation. The retaliation from that next person causes more hurt. The, the, the re hurt, somebody, I, I, I want you to see this cycle and this circle that we're going through and we're dealing with and we cannot get free because nobody's breaking the cycle. In church, we, 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 we come in and we shout at the altar. We, we bow down at the altar. We, we say, God, here is my hurt. Here's my anger. Here's all of this. And walk right outside. And, and somebody, uh, the enemy knows what you've confessed because he's heard it out of your mouth. So when you walk back outside, that same situation, somebody texting you, girl, are you ready to go here? Man, I can't believe you won't allow, you won't go down the street and deal with that dude. I can't believe that you're just going to allow this situation to stay this way. And what happens again? Then it begins to trigger that same cycle all over again. Somebody say, I gotta break this cycle of anger. Anger. Anger causes death. The Bible says to be angry, but sin not. That Ephesian scripture said, put away Because what? When we look at scripture, every time somebody gets angry, somebody dies. Next week, we're going to deal with envy. But a situation dealing with envy was Cain and Abel. Cain got mad, got angry. And who ended up dead? Abel. Yeah. When... Jewish priest got mad at Jesus. Jesus ended up dead. Who have you gotten rid of in your life that's ended up dead because you did not know how to deal with that? And when I mean dead, I mean the relationship ended up dead. I mean the promise and the that the things that you saw the two of you accomplishing. We've been talking about partnerships in Bible study, but even dealing with partnerships, people don't want to agree, and something ends up dead. So we got to deal with anger. 
See, this is funny because <laughs> I'm gonna give you a nugget real quick. King David could not deal with the situation of his son because David was seeing the penalty of his own sins reflect through his children. David, the one who took Bathsheba. David, the one who had the lady's husband killed because he had envy and jealousy towards somebody else. David, this, this, this father, this king, who should have called his son and made an example out of what he Too often times do we not face anger or deal with others because we remember the anger we've had and what has happened when we lashed out with this anger. I, I, I can tell you, I, I can tell you, even as Pastor Thomas, I haven't always known how to hold my tongue still a work in progress. Anybody can, can be truthful and say, I'm still a work in progress. I, I ain't always held my tongue. I, I, I'm keep, I keep praying, God, hold my tongue. And, and yet and still that anger, that little monster. You ever realize that when you get angry, you don't look like yourself. You don't feel like yourself. It, you don't even feel like you got control over yourself. It's that little monster in me that sits there See, a monster, we only think of Freddy and Jason, and, but, but you know the worst monster in horror movies? You remember that little Chucky doll? Hey, man, that, that, that little Chucky doll that, that, that just ran around causing terror and everything? You were scared, but he looked so innocent when he was just sitting there about two feet. But when he sat there, you remember what he said? I'm, your, I'm a good guy, doll. I'm here to the very end. I'm here with you. But when he got angry, I'm, I'm coming down somebody's street. Too often times have we been in our lives acting just like Chucky. I'm with you until the very end. But, but when you get me mad, when you cause that switch to be turned in my life, I can't control what I'm about to do. I'm getting ready to cause some damage, but I need you to realize that there's a Savior that said I'm ready to shift you from being Chucky to being righteous. But I gotta deal with the anger. Gotta deal with it. I, we gotta get deliverance from the acts of the anger. Because it causes deadly deeds. But I need you to see how you can handle it different. Can we go to those second set of scriptures? Oh, technically the first one. Because there's another story. I told you I'm teaching this thing today. I want to lay a foundation, and I started with anger because this. The biggest thing that we try to suppress is our anger issues. <laughs> you ever had that, you ever looked at that person, and I'm, and I'm coming down, I'm, I'm going to deal with somebody. You ever got into an argument, and you looked at that person, and all your head, in your head you remember, if you only know what I was thinking right now. <laughs> if you only know what I was thinking right now. This smile, on, don't get it twisted. This smile on my face ain't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, who am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, 
get it twisted. Some some people forgot. Yes, some some people just might want to do a Google search. Yeah, 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 yeah. You 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 think it's nice. See, that's the one thing I, I think that people forget that church people wasn't always saved. Wasn't always saved. Yeah, the reason I'm saved is because that person I the reason I tried Jesus is because yeah, 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 yeah. Try Jesus don't try me. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I can, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, but catch me on the right day at the right time and at the right moment yeah I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I gotta keep it 100 with you I'm I'm not all the way there yet I'm 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 not I'm trying to be Christ-like but I'm not Jesus yet you smack me on one side of my face I don't know how to turn because when I turn I'm turning yeah, 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 yeah. Do I got some real people? Yeah, that 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 know that God is still working on my anger issues. God is still working on my reflexes because my reflexes ain't to pray. My reflexes is to. Yeah, 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 yeah. My. Yeah, 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 See, 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 see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's tell the truth about this because mess with my family. I, I, I used to teach a class in, in Charles County Detention Center, and I, and I was real with them, Pastor. I said, yeah, I'll teach this class every Saturday, but you touch my kids, you touch my family, and I'll be teaching this class from in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just keeping it real. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 I need you to know that there is this anger. I know I'm, I'm making light of it, but but everybody, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say is yeah. <laughs> but I need you to see in Scripture how you can use the trials, the tribulations, the hurts to bring closure and healing through the same. Samuel, 2 Samuel, the 9th through the first, 11 through the first, first, 11, first through the 11th verse. It said, Now David said, Is there still someone? I'm going to turn, turn to a book, 2 Samuel, the 9th chapter. And I told you, I, I, I want to lay the foundation of this, but I need somebody to get set free on this evening. 2 Samuel, the 9th. Anybody getting something from this? Amen. Uh, the ninth chapter, looking at the first through eleven verses, said, Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for who? Jonathan's sake. I want to stop right there real quick. See, where we see David at right now, he's already become king of Israel. But we know the situation that David had to go through to become king. 
David had already been anointed by Samuel. David was already in line. David had already been in the house of Saul. But Saul, when Saul heard that David was going to be the next king, Saul developed hatred in his heart. Saul developed a mindset of, I'm going to kill David. I'm, David can't have my lineage. Matter of fact, because uh, Samuel told, uh, told Saul, you will not, your, your family will not be the family of Israel. To rule over Israel, Saul was upset. The Bible said that he began to look on David with hatred. He began to see David with hatred. When they came, when, when David came back from battle, the, the, the Bible says that the people screamed out, Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his ten thousands. And Saul began to be filled with hatred, so much so that he wanted to do what? A deadly deed to David. But we know what scripture said. So when David came into power, get this, Pastor Lewis, he had a right to kill anything attached to Saul. But this scripture where we picked it up at, I need you to see this. It, it, once again, he said, is there anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And the Bible says in verse number two, and there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba, who when they had called him to David, the king said to him, are you Ziba? And he said, at your service. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Michar, the son of Ammonel, and in Lodabar. The king, then king David said, sent, then king David sent and brought him out of the house of Michar, the son of Ammonel, from Lodabar. Now when, now when, I'm not even going to pronounce it because I mess up every time I try to pronounce it. Amen. We're going to say when uh, Jonathan's son, <laughs> the, son, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Saul, I mean, Saul, Jonathan's son, and he answered, here is your servant. Verse number seven said, and David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show your kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. And will restore you to all the land of all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. It said, then he bowed himself and said, Who is, what is your servant uh, that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? How many of us got to take testimony? Who am I, your servant, that you should look upon this dead? Ah, Jesus. Ah, then it says in verse, I'm going to keep going. And then it said, uh, uh, and the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given you your master's sons, give, I have given to you your master's son and all the belongings to Saul and to all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's sons may have food to eat. But Jonathan's son, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table. 
Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. And verse number 11 said, Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. So first we saw a, 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 a harbored hurt and how harbored hurt produced insidious intentions which produced deadly deeds. But in this story right here, this, this second part of this story, we see three things that David does. And the first of this is this. Because if you understand that David had all right to kill everybody, either David, Minister Reggie, was either a genius, <laughs> get this, either he was a genius or he was a fool. He was either a genius because, yeah, he said, I'm doing this as of God, but get this, he also was, he also could have been doing this, Pastor Lewis, because he wanted to keep the last king under his foot. Why? Because people are attached to what was before. The authority of what was before. And if Jonathan's son was lame, meaning he had no feet, I mean his feet did not work, just imagine all the things, all the people who could have felt compassion towards Jonathan's son and stood by him instead of everybody aligning with David. I'm teaching real quick. Because if he had not brought him into the house of David, there could have been a revolt based upon the pity factor for Jonathan's son. And then you have a divided kingdom. So when you're dealing with anger, we got to realize when you rightfully deal with anger, sometimes you got to prepare a table before you in the presence of somebody just missed what I just said, your enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible says, and David wrote it himself. I think David may have had a thought about what he had done. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Why? Because I need to show my enemies just the goodness even when you try to kill me. I need to show God's goodness even when you try to spit on me and talk about me. I gotta show God's goodness even when you try to destroy my name. Anybody had their name try to be destroyed? Anybody ever said the wrong, had somebody say the wrong thing because they hated you and mistreated you and you wasn't even the offender. You were the victim and they still talked about you. Do I have anybody who can sit there and say I've let the Lord fight my battles on my behalf because he's preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies. David sit there and invited the son and said guess what I'm going to sit you right here because I want to keep a close eye on you. I need these people to realize DJ I need I, I need these people to realize that I may be angry, but I'm not stupid. Yeah. I may be angry, but I'm not dumb. 
I got to play my cards right. I, I, I know we got Christians in here that ain't never played cards. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I know we ain't never had anybody who sit there and put their poker face on when they had the big joker, the little joker, the ace, and the two sitting in their hand. Yeah, and the king, and, and everybody else around the table is playing their hand. And, and yet and still, you got in your mind, you just wait and see. When, when it comes down to it, and I got to fight this battle, I want to fight the battle with the king. Yeah, yeah, somebody just missed that. I, I want to fight a battle with the king on my side. I'm, I want to fight the battle knowing that my hand is trump tight. I, I want to fight the battle knowing that even when I'm angry, I'm not dumb. Even when it flares up on the inside of me, I'm not giving the enemy anything to use against me. I'm not giving the accuser of the brethren when I'm angry in my situation, when I'm angry in my home. Yeah, I'm smiling because I know who's fighting my battle. I'm smiling because I know what my righteousness look like. Yeah, you might be talking about me. You might think I'm the same old person but guess what today I'm coming out and I'm coming out brand new so David first thing he does is this instead of harboring hurt he does this he shows deliberate dignity deliberate dignity I'm going to say that again. Deliberate dignity. He said, you know what? Pastor Lewis, I could be mad all day. But you know what? Come on, let me take you out to dinner. Let's go break bread with one another. Why? The old saying says what? You can catch more flies with it. I don't know. That might be a down south thing. You can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar. So I'm going to show deliberate dignity, not for you, because you're waiting for me to act out. You ever notice, and, and, and I don't know if you've seen, if you have seen, uh, uh, what's the movie? War Room. Anybody seen War Room? Do you remember the scene when the husband, after he had got fired from his job, he comes home and he's ready to be on the defense. He's in his room. He's gone in. He's dropped off the bags. He also sees the text from his wife's friend that said, uh, did you see your husband with that woman? He's ready to be on the defensive. He goes so far as to when he came out to dinner to switch the plates. Remember when she came in the room and she, he began to tell her what happened? And she said, babe, I'll pick up a couple more houses. Babe, everything will be all right. She goes back out and fixes dinner. And he comes out and says, what do you want? Because he was ready to be defensive 
but she showed She had all right to be angry for everything she knew. But she showed deliberate When God placed this on my heart to teach this week, Pastor, it was to start this. Can, and, and I need y'all to really answer me truthfully. Anybody been through hell and high water this week? Anybody done had some conversation where you're like, God, I ain't dealt with this person like this in the last six months. Why are they coming at me like this right now? I, I ain't, why are they trying to bring me out of my character? Why are they trying to get me to act undignified? Yeah, because the enemy wants to accuse you of not getting over and getting delivered. The enemy is not even the person, it's the spirit operating through the person. And, and I need you to get this. The enemy is sitting there laughing, saying, are you an overcomer? And then he's standing before Christ and the throne of God saying see Jesus I told you all that dying you did for them and they still acting a fool but Jesus said no I'm going to show you what my blood can do because I need them to get to the place in the house of God on today because they need to understand how to operate in dignified dignity eh? uh, deliberate dignity Yeah, I I'm talking to that person who got that text message I'm talking Talking to that person who got that phone call and they called you everything but a child of God. But yet and still, I'm telling you to walk with deliberate dignity. I'm, I'm telling somebody right now, yeah, you left out your house to an argument, but I dare you walk back in there with deliberate dignity. I dare you begin to speak the name of Jesus as you begin to walk. Matter of fact, not when you walk, but right now, I dare you speak Jesus deliberate dignity because it'll lead to this gracious generosity <laughs> David honored Jonathan's son but not only did he honor him he said I'm going to give you everything your grandfather I'm not, see, sometimes we got to let go of that thing that we have control over that belongs to somebody else. Too often, in our attempt to be controlling, in our attempt to operate in anger, we hold on to what's not ours. Yeah, somebody gonna catch that. Too often, have you been harboring resentment and hurt and pain but God said that don't belong to you that's the enemy too often you've been harboring hurt and not joy too mm, geez I'm coming down somebody wrote too often you've been walking around with a frown and not a smile that frown don't belong to you that hurt don't belong to you that pain don't belong to you that situation is not yours that 
battle doesn't belong to you. It's the Lord. I'm dealing with somebody right now. You've been holding on to what doesn't belong to you. God said it does not belong to you. It belongs to me. And once you give it away, I can show you who I can be. Because my generous generosity produces this. Powerful peace. Everything that David did produced peace. When you let it go, you get peace. I'm going to say that for somebody in the back. Somebody on Facebook. When you let it go, it produces what am I letting go? Anger, bitterness, wrath, malice. What am I letting go? Yeah, they abused you, but you gotta let it go. You've been living in this cage. Yeah, they talked about you, but you gotta let it go. You, they, they've been, they, they've been talking behind your back. You gotta. You've had anger because she never, you've had anger because she cheated on you, let it go. You've had anger because daddy wasn't there, let it go go. I'm, I'm going to wait for somebody to grab hold of that. You've been mad about what you used to have with your finances. Let it go. You've been mad because you don't have the car you used to have. Let it go. You've been mad because your children's mother or your children's father has not done the right thing. Let it go. Who am I dealing with right now? You've been mad because they looked over you for the promotion. Somebody declare, let it go. You've been mad because that business did not work the first ten times, but God said, let it go. You've been mad because, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with somebody right here. You've been mad because everything and every person in your life has walked out on you. You gotta let it go. I'm, I'm gonna say that until somebody join me with their own situation. You've been mad because it seems like the enemy is prospering while you struggling you gotta let it go you've been mad because it seems like it, when the bible says all things work to the good for the good of them that love the lord and are called according to your purpose you've been saying god where's my purpose at god said let it go he said i'll make your latter days greater than your past you gotta let your past go what's my past five minutes ago what's my past that person i text before I came to church what's my past that person that walked out on me last night what's my past that thing that tried to destroy me what's my past when I had COVID and I recovered what's my past when I had cancer and I almost died what's my past when I almost lost it all but God somebody say but God but God Bible says this, Pastor Lewis, and I'm done. A peace that surpasses all understanding. That's powerful peace. That when I'm going through hell, 
and how what I still got peace. I'm, when, when, when they count me out, I still got peace. They, they wonder why I can smile when I walk, when my gas tank on E, because I got peace. They wonder why they, I gathered all their clothes up for them and said, here, take it, because I got peace. They wonder why, yeah, I'm dealing with this thing because I got peace. You want to know why I didn't lose my mind? Because I got peace. And the enemy can't take it from me. My naysayers can't take it from me. Nobody can take it from me because I got peace that surpasses. Yeah, you think anger can do it, but God said my joy. He said weeping may endure for a night. See, too many of us have been living in this weeping season, but God said joy comes in the morning. I declare to you right now that it's your morning season and joy is coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. I dare somebody tell that anger you gotta go. That monster in me, I gotta go. Somebody lay hands on your stomach right now and tell that thing, you gotta come out. You gotta come out. Yeah, I'm no longer bound by it. Yeah, my tongue is not bound by it. My heart is not bound by it. My spirit is not bound by it. You gotta come out. You gotta come out. You gotta come out. You gotta come out. Because my peace, the Bible says I got to hold my peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I dare somebody tell anger, you don't live here no more. Yeah, remember that old song, love don't live here no more? No, love, you move back. Anger, you got to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah, yeah, you know I'm good for this. I dare you text about 10 of your haters, 10 of those people and said, I'm letting it go. You can call me dumb, you can call me stupid, but one thing you won't take from me is my peace, Minister Reggie. My peace. My peace, my peace, my peace. Somebody say my peace. Yeah, I ain't worried about you. I'm talking about my peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. My peace, yeah, 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 yeah. My peace, my peace, my peace. Powerful peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Burden shaking peace. Devil removing peace. See, they agitated with you because there's a peace about you. And they called themselves trying to destroy your peace. But God said, no, I'm giving you a peace that the demons, that the enemy can't touch your peace. The reason they leaving is because you got peace. Yeah, the reason they keep bothering you is they trying to destroy your peace. But they don't know that you're not the same person you used to be. They don't know who's fine. 
fighting your battle, they don't know. Because if they knew, I dare somebody say, if they knew who was fighting my battle, if they knew who's going before me, and if God can be before me, can't nobody be against me. Yeah, some of your children need to know you got peace. Some of your children need the peace laid on them right now. I dare somebody grab their children and tell their children, peace be still. Yeah, peace be still. Peace. You miss what I just said. Somebody called their children to them. If you see a child around you, somebody declare, peace be still. Minister Reggie, hold on for a second. Because see, what you don't get is that when the enemy wants to really get at you, he's going to use those that are closest to you. So sometimes it's not just you, but you got to speak peace over your children, peace over your spouse, peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to leave you with this. Ah, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you realize and grab hold of this powerful peace, you not only turn your house around, yeah, but everybody you walk past. Paul did it like this. Peter, they said when Peter walked past him, that the shadow deliver them. When you walk in peace, you walk past all the people connected with you and you just begin to say peace, 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 peace. you get there they said yeah 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 he said what they said it like this and I'm done with this he said silver and gold have I none but such that I have I speak peace Yeah, 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 yeah. I dare you start declaring some places that need peace right now. I dare you open up your mouth and begin to declare some places in your life that need peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. God didn't just send this word today, but he knew you needed peace. He knew you needed peace. He knew you needed peace. He knew you needed a breakthrough. He knew you needed peace. He knew you needed a breakthrough. He said, all the hell you going through, I'm getting ready to give
give you a season of peace. I'm getting ready to transition. I'm getting ready to change your address from commotion to peace. y'all I'm done but I need somebody yeah if you ain't doing it for yourself I need you to think about three people in your mind that you know going through hell right now and I dare at the count of three that you stomp out the situation and you speak peace I'm gonna give you a chance to get ready one
listen to me. And I told you I'm done. I gave y'all Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. But get this, this is the part I needed you to catch. Ephesians 4 and 30 says this. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed. What were you sealed with? You were sealed with peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, you got a seal. You got a seal. You got a seal. That as much as the enemy tries to break your seal, God said, you were sealed by my spirit. And if it's my spirit, it is my spirit, saith the Lord. It's devil defeating. It's burden removing. It's issues chasing. It's situation defeating. My, my blood has sealed you with a peace. Across the sanctuary, just lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands. The old, the old saint said, hold my mule. The old saints hold my mule. The new saints, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Us old church boys say, I've had some good days. The old mothers of the church said, when I look back over my life, Jesus. I feel the atmosphere changing. Listen, I'm done with this right here. Have you ever walked in somebody's house and the house just had an overwhelming sense of peace? You, you, you didn't feel comfortable because you knew what you was going through, but you knew you needed to be there in the midst of peace. there's peace and freedom there's peace
Break that down just a little bit more. Keep it right there, Reggie. See, I'm looking for those people who, while hell is breaking loose all around, that you can walk in peace. Because your next season depends on peace. Annalise, your next fragrance has to be peace. I don't know what it smells like, but it's going to set the atmosphere. It's going to break bondages. It's going to flow like never before. You know how you put on different fragrances of lotion? I'm ready to put on peace. I'm ready to put on peace. Reggie, I'm ready to put on peace. I'm tired of wearing, I'm tired of wearing hurt. I'm tired of wearing brokenness. I'm tired of wearing stereotypes. I'm tired of wearing my past. I want to put on peace. Let that play right there. You ever been somewhere and a soft wind just begins to flow? And it feels like peace. You get that chill in your body. You get a chill. Hey, Reggie, take it down just a little bit lower for me. There go right there. And you hear in the recesses of your heart, you're my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. It ain't gotta be loud. Hey, Pastor Lewis, it soothes all of my fears. Reggie, can you take it down just a little bit lower for me? That's what I'm talking about. I ain't got to shout it. I hear him. Yeah, right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's the peace I'm talking about. That when you hear it, you know your environment's changing. That peace. That says I ain't going nowhere. I'm just going to lay here. You know that peace when everybody's gone out of your house. 
and you just, it's just you. And it's eerily quiet, but it's peaceful. That's my place of worship. That's my place of conversation. I don't care who's saying anything else around me. That's my place. That's my place of peace. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could ask or think. To the most high God, both dominion, power, and authority. That is my prayer. I want you to leave here in peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Just keep it right.